You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Dear Multi-Hyphenate. I'm your host, Michael Kushner, and I'm so excited to have you for this episode featuring the incredible, amazing, hysterical Judy Gold. Ugh, she is legendary. And last night, I saw her show, Yes, I Can Say That, which is currently playing at 5090's 59 Theaters through April 16th, and it was hysterical and thought-provoking and emotional. Uh, the show was directed by B.D. Wong, um, and it really, I mean... It's so fabulous. First of all, you know, Jews will understand this. We all have aunt friends or friend aunts or that are like our parents' siblings, but they're not, we're not blood-related. Um, but they're basically our aunts or uncles. And uh, she looks like my friend Aunt Carrie. So I feel like I've known her my whole life. But then, you know, she's just... The way that she embodies experiences, it just feel, it feels so relatable. And... Um, so, of course, as an actor standpoint, it's a great performance, but, you know, the way that she tackles cancel culture and political correctness and silencing comedians and editing comedians is pretty spot on. I mean, um, there's a lot to take away from the show. Uh, it is a literal buffet of points of views, uh, some that I immediately agreed with, some that required, you know, provoked thought within me that I've been thinking since I saw it yesterday. So you'll laugh, um, but then you'll also, you know, you'll think a lot. And uh, it's pretty important, I think, especially uh, in this episode, we talk about comedy, um, you know, saving lives and, and how it has to do with the Holocaust and uh, survival in the Holocaust and and uh, if we get rid of you know humor now, we'll we'll never we'll never survive. So you know, um, if you can see the show uh, off Broadway, fifty nine East fifty nine theaters, you can get tickets at fifty nine East fifty nine dot org. The show runs through April sixteenth, twenty twenty three. In this episode, we we discuss a lot of stuff. What it means to be Jewish. Judy's off Broadway show. Yes, I can say that. Uh, why you have to take certain jobs is, you know, performers and writers and producers, stupid politicians, food, of course, empathy, and why comedy is important. So a little bit about Judy Gold. Judy Gold is an actor, playwright, performer, uh, comic, uh, activist, among many other things, and has stand-up specials on HBO, Comedy Central, and Logo. She was a part of Netflix Stand Out in LGBTQ plus celebration. She is the author of Yes, I Can Say That, When They Come for the Comedians, We Are All in Trouble, a critically acclaimed book about free speech and cancel culture, which debuted as the number one comedy release on Amazon and was featured in the New York Times book review. Judy is also the host of the hit podcast Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. 
Judy has been on so many TV shows. You definitely know her from something. I mean, there's City on a Hill. There's FX's Better Things. There's The First Lady. Uh, there's Life and Beth. There's Girls 5 Eva. Aquafina, Friends from College, Search Part. I mean, literally, this woman, whenever I turn on the TV, she is on. Uh, she is on my screen. But, you know, her career spans so much more than, than what I'm listing. She is truthfully, truthfully incredible. And um, I'm a huge fan, and I'm so excited to have shared the space with her. Um, if you want to read more, um, head to my Instagram. You'll learn more about Judy Gold. Also follow her on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter at Judy Gold, which is J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you love this episode, please, please, please drop a review or rating or whatever you, whatever you want to do on Apple Podcasts or wherever you rate this podcast and download the episode and uh you know follow on instagram at the michael kushner or at dear multi hyphenate and let me know what you think of these episodes and who you want to see um next uh episode is going to be and i never really tease who i release next but i have the fabulous billy porter on uh on dear multi hyphenate um as my next guest. So anyway, thank you to Broadway Podcast Network. Thank you all for listening. Please rate, comment, subscribe, follow, do all that good stuff. Follow Judy and enjoy the episode. What this... kind of room are you in? I I'm see, in my... I see a light. I see clothing. I'm trying to figure out. I see artwork. So I'm in my photo of... studio up in Harlem. Oh, wow. Do you do headshots and stuff? I do. I'm a headshot and portrait photographer here in the city, I also photograph actors prepping for the roles on Broadway. Oh, and I, my, I need to make an appointment with you. I would love it if you came. We got good food. We look okay. I know we, we are a great area, and a lot of people don't. I don't know why Harlem is not on the list of people for. Everyone wants to go to you know Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, 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 Astoria, and I'm like, come to Harlem. The it's the most affordable prices you'll get in Midtown. Uh, and I mean, best, in Manhattan. Best sized apart apartments. I have a two bedroom, and this is I'm in one of the bedrooms, and it's my photo studio. It's, it's huge, huge, it's huge. I could do cartwheels like in here, and yeah. mine as well. Well, my pussy. Yes, I could tell. I could tell. Um, what's your cock like? Um, <laughs> I feel like we're on Grinder. You know, this is what my conversations yeah. are like on Grinder. Is that what they? Is that how they talk? What's your cock like? What's your cock like? If you could give me three adjectives to describe your penis, what would that be? Is that how you talk to each other on Grinder? No. Oh, all right. <laughs> but I mean, I I feel like I would prop. I I right. Would but you would ask that if it was inappropriate. If you thought no, yeah. I'm more about like, what did you have for lunch today? Same, Jewy. Jewy. What What do you? Yeah. What Julie, what uh what what um what uh ENT do you go to? Right. That's very important. Uh, gastro. What gastro, gastro do you gastro? Uh also periodicals that you read. Very important. E extremely important. And what shows do you see? Right. Uh also food. How important is it on a scale of one to one? because it's the most important thing and i hate i all right i'm so gay but i did have a, how a, gay are you oh beyond it's been <laughs> you know i knew when i was three but i had a boyfriend in college because um you know our generation of gays being gay was so 
the end of your life, you right. had to try it. Like, you know, I mean, there are gold stars my age, but and, and, not right. a lot. And I had this boyfriend and he, he ate only for sustenance. He had no enjoyment <laughs> in food. And I was like, I can't, like, what is that? Like, what is that? Like, that's all I fucking think. That is the joy of joys. But he wasn't Jewish. He was Jewish? He was Jewish. I don't believe he it. He would have like a cheese sandwich no. with nothing on it. He would drive in the car long distances without the radio on. Like, really? <laughs> no, and he's okay. He's Jewish, but he's also a serial killer. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. He needs therapy. Yeah. I need um, people who love to eat. Okay. I, that's no, that's a, I love, I love that you said that about like you, you know, when you back, cause, um, okay i love that you were saying how growing up there weren't many you know out gay people and you know my mother calls me she first of all we my fiance and i get our marriage license and she goes and she goes so i went on social media earlier is there something you're forgetting to tell me and i was like yeah we got the marriage license nothing was signed you're not missing anything don't worry and I got upset with her because I was like, I feel like you're making this about me, uh, about you. She calls me and she goes, and she's teary-eyed, and she goes, I, you know, it just, so many people never saw this, and so many people never thought it would happen. And to me, it was important, and I would have liked to know because I saw so many people not ever get to experience. And then I was like, you know what, there are battles there are hills to die on there are battles to lose and that's not one of them i was like i have a mother that is so supportive and you know there's so many people that would kill to have a conversation oh with their my parents god like you that know, so i let her have uh, her moment yeah it's just uh i mean to <laughs> during my generation to watch these i mean this is getting sad but it's true watching these people die and, th and th that had nothing to do with their families their families had shunned them and then they come at the very last day and and claim all of their things and their apartment and 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 don't even let their partners come to their funerals or or you know that we had no legal rights and that's I mean, unfortunately, that was the impetus for equality, right. uh, this horrible, deadly pandemic. And um, that Reagan, you know, everyone's like, oh, Reagan, Reagan, Reagan. He couldn't even say the fucking word. No. And in when I was researching my book, I, you know, I was listening to uh, White House briefings where um, journalists, men, uh, are asking him about it. And there's a one journalist who asks Reagan, so there's this new uh, acquired immune deficiency that's hitting gay men, and do you have anything? And that, some, you know, asks a question, a general question about it when it was first reported. And uh, one of the other journalists is like, why, you have something to tell us, Jim? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, and there's a lot of young gays, you know, just like know your history, mm. know how we got to this place. Mm -hmm. You know, they're trying to ban critical race theory or any history in these schools. Do your due diligence, especially if you're, you're a minority. And yesterday, what in Tennessee, they're working so hard, so hard, so hard to 
band drag queens and you know what and then we have someone go in with an ak-57 is that no an ak-15 i don't even know right. the numbers. Yeah, yeah. and then you know six 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 people and it's like that's our priorities are so are fucked up so, so fucked, fucked up. up but do you see how they also you know there was a little bit of oh the person's trans so or identifies as trans um and that they they're leaning on to that you know like no this is a fucking you sick fucks you're a bunch of sick fucks that you think it's okay for kids to go to school and have to learn how to survive a fucking mass shooting you stupid fucking shove your i don't care shove them up your ass shove your fucking assault weapons up your ass that would bring them pleasure though so let's yeah that's true. they're all closeted anyway yeah you know uh -huh. so that's gonna bring them pleasure yeah. i i was on tiktok and i saw this teacher demonstrating this fold out room i don't know if you saw that it was it's it's tucked away against the wall and there's a bar and they pull it out and it's a safety room in case there is an active shooter. What the fuck? Oh my God. Can you just imagine sending your kid to school? I can't even imagine it. I'm so glad my kids are not are older. Well, so I'm, I, my, my book just came out and I'm doing, starting a book tour and I'm going, hitting South Florida first. And uh, what's the book? How to be a multi-hyphenate in the theater business, conversations, advice, and tips with dear multi-hyphenate. Oh, I love that. I, you know, my book. Yes, I can say that when they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Yep. That book, I didn't have a book tour because it came out during COVID. And guess what? 98% of books that came out in 2020 sold fewer than 5,000 copies. There you go. Well, now you're doing, now you, what do you make? You're, you're, well, you're, okay. You're being smart, right? Now, now that book of the same name is now a play off Broadway. Yes, I can say that it is not the full book, but it's a stage show and B.D. Wong directs it and it is very personal. He really brought brought this thing to life. I wrote it with my friend Eddie Sarfati and B.D. really, uh, I just, he is a fucking genius. Mm -hmm. He's, have you seen it? No, not yet. I'm coming. When are you soon, coming? Though. I don't know. I need to come soon. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna because get it, it's only up until April 16th. You better get your fucking ass there. I will get my Jewish hungry ass to that yeah. to 5090s 59. That's where it is. Yeah. Um, which I love that space so much. I've seen many shows there. Yes, it's a good space. It's a but great. Why did space. they name it 59E59? Like your theater people. I know that's the address, but, right? But you know. There's, you know, there's sometimes usually it could just be called like 59, like just 59. You're going to show right. it 59? 59 theaters or um, it's uh, right. the theater where there's no place to go afterwards. That could <laughs> be to get a drink. <laughs> it's so true. Where lunch is forty seven dollars. OK, mm -hmm. no, no, no. It's, you know, instead they made it and we are we are actors. So it's like they made yeah. it a, a vocal warm up. Fifty nine right. is fifty nine. Yeah, you got to right. spit it out. But, uh, you know, what, since you are in your multi-hyphenate, what is a multi-hyphenate to you? What does that mean? I think a multi-hyphenate is someone who branches out, who, uh, I think multi-hyphenates are fearless and are, uh, are more likely to, uh, go out 
outside of their comfort zone. I think multi-hyphenates are risk takers. Uh, and I think that they're, you know, it takes, you know, in this business, in this show fucking business, you have to reinvent yourself so many times. Uh, the attention span is zero. And it's also, you have to also realize that most people who hire actors or any kind of performer or artist will remember you from the first time they saw you. Mm -hmm. And that will stick in their head. And so reinventing oneself is a necessary evil, but you have to branch out as you grow as a person and you're let your art grow you can't multi-hyphenates do not sit on their laurels they're not residual people you know it's um and i mean do you i mean all right we could we could take the billy joel mm -hmm. model mm -hmm. billy joel is a great musician an artist like just amazing but he has been living off his his um body of work for what 30 years i don't know people still want to you know that's the beauty about music you want to see you want to hear these songs over and over again and see them perform but that but most people don't have the luxury of that especially comedians who you know the world changes words change um and theater people you know playwrights uh it's so important that people's stories are told and um and it is if you have a voice that people are going to listen to i think and a lot of people don't agree with me oh i don't want to hear what you have to say about blank well you know what i have lived a life as a woman, as a gay, as a Jew, as a same-sex parent, and I have a story to tell. And I, ha I, 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 my opinion is valid. Mm -hmm. And um, we have legislators who are dumb, who've never read a fucking book, who are liars, conspiracy theorists, um, just ignorant fucks, who. Are make, who make laws that cause people to suffer mm -hmm. and incite violence. And so, you know, to tell artists who have changed the world, you can learn about history through art, through every kind, through photography, through oil painting, through everything, through art history and music history. And that's a way to learn about what has that food food is food is i mean you're a jew we all have different recipes because we've been kicked out of every fucking country so we've got you know it's it's a it's a way of i mean the word liberal um is a big word it's, it means encompassing everything and i think that's what multi-hyphenates do Damn, I'm obsessed with you. I say all the time, you know, I have your queerty review up because I was reading the um the press that was on your website and 
something I always say about multi-hyphenates, and I love that you used Billy Joel, a straight white man, right. who I do believe is Jewish, but, you know. Yes, uh, he is Jewish. He is Jewish. But um, multi-hyphenates are made primarily of people that have been decentered or othered. So right. members of the LGBTQIA plus community, uh, people of color, trans people, you know, who Jews um because our stories are not centered we are the ones that have to tell them all the time we're the ones that are constantly having to, to write them like look at lin-manuel miranda right he wrote hamilton in right, the heights of course you know look at mel brooks right since 1949 since he was you know that's when he started writing and producing and directing right and then look at all the stories he's told you know uh, and then we have Whoopi Goldberg. We have Shakina Nafak on difficult people, right? And Shakina and I are dear friends from um, from creating Musical Theater Factory together in New York. And uh, and she is an iconic multi hyphenate in the industry. There's it's just it's people that don't are that are certainly from communities that um, don't normally get to tell their stories that are not represented that are not and, represented right. And so. At some point, if you are one of those marginalized, othered um, people or some sort of outsider, and you have a voice that's reaching multitudes of people, you want to use that voice in a way that is going to help society, make people feel less alone. Um, have bigots reconsider their beliefs. You know, this is all a part of it. Um, so when people are like, oh, the fucking Oscars, shut the fuck up. We yeah. tell people stories. We tell people stories. And we, yeah. We have, if, if we're given that space, we have a responsibility to right. to use that space. And that's what I, I love about how you took your, uh, your book, yes, I can say that, and turn it into a different way in which you can tell the story. It's like, even if like what you just said about how your book um, came out during the pandemic and uh, people weren't buying books at that time, right, because uh, of what was going on in that moment, like even if that was an impetus to sort of like get your ass on stage and tell the story in a different way, um, that's incredible because it's socially responsible. It's like you going, it's like you saying like, I have this incredible uh, platform, right? And you do, you're amazing and and we love you. And you're saying, okay, well, my book fell in that strange time. How else can I keep the story, the momentum, not follow my laurels, not follow my residuals and keep the momentum going. And then you take a collaboration with BD Wong and you go to 1590s, 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 59 theaters and you open off Broadway. That is a multi-hyphenate to me. Yeah, that's definitely a multi-hyphenate. And um, I've never had laurels to be able to sit on or rest on. Laurel all. would be lucky to have you sit on her. I mean, I have been like, I just, just a few months, you know, but I've never had the luxury of saying, you know what, I'm going to take a break um, and uh, just live, just have a life. Uh, I have two kids. I, for most of that was not with my ex. Um, we broke up when they were five and 10. So, and yeah, it's, 
not been easy. Um, I, I just never got that one break that would have left me financially uh, stable enough to say, okay, let me, let me step back and figure out what I want to do. I, and parts of my brain doesn't stop working anyway. Right. And I'm so fucking aggravated all the time about what the hell's going on in this fucking country. So, yeah. I feel like you are, though, a representation of the worker bee, which I once had this conversation with Beth Level, Tony Winner, Beth Level, about the yeah, worker love bee. Her. Love Beth. And um, the worker bee. And she is a worker bee. And there are certain people in our industry that are worker bees that show up, that are constantly working, that find their happiness through work. I'm certainly one of them. And I feel like you are one of them as well by constantly creating. I mean, Thinking about this, right? Like I grew up watching the Rosie show, the Rosie O'Donnell show, and you were a writer on that, right? In 1994. Right, right, producer, writer and producer. Writer and producer, bam. Okay, multi-infinite right there in the same project. Writer, producer, bam. Loved the Rosie O'Donnell show. That's how I that's how I got so much access to musical theater right. in so many different ways. And yeah. uh, my word, how that show was so helpful to so I could cry about that show. I, I would come home from kindergarten and first grade and it would be on tv by the time i got home and i right. you know and i loved like i had the mike douglas show but it wasn't the rosie o'donnell show right and and so i had the rosie show and then you know and then you came onto my screen in a different way in a very different way and that was those um those shows where you would talk about funny clips you know those and they oh would that yeah well i did on hbo i did the at the multiplex where i'd interview people coming out of the theaters and then i did the um world's dumbest right yeah. world's yeah, yeah. dumbest and i love i mean you know I, I loved it because it was it was those shows that you know um that just when the world got too much right because right. that was, was yeah. for that for me that was the bush administration when those shows oh, right. were coming out which right. was difficult and and gay rights right. was not a thing yet and i was in middle school and high school, jumping on desks, talking with them, screaming at people, being like, why should I not have the same rights that you do? And so right. the, those shows really helped just turn it off. Right. And um, so you have been, and I, I know that you're saying that you haven't had something that like, that you can just go, all right, I'll take a step back. I'll chill. Right. But you have been, uh, your your voice and your perspective and your chutzpah has been uh, an inspiration to me and so many other artists um, because you show up, you always show up. You tell the stories, you get the job done, you make us laugh. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I, I so appreciate that. And, and it's so funny because my representatives are like no you can't do that nope you're not doing that no more free shit no more this no more that and it's like you know that i don't have the money to give the these organizations so i can give them my time i believe in takuno lam which is to heal the world which mm. is the basic tenet in judaism mm -hmm. um and I do believe that we're just a little fucking speck on this whole thing of time and i want to you know, do the right thing. And I do. Yeah, I can't stand I can't stand inequality. I can't stand it. And and um, hypocrisy and me lies. I just can't fuck. Yeah, it just fucking drives me crazy. That's you why know, my podcast is kill me now because I fucking every day I'm like, kill me now, you know. <laughs> and you you've recorded about 400 episodes of that show. More. Oh, my God. Since 2000. 
when, when did I start? I think I started in 2015. My mother was still alive. She's on the first few episodes. Wow. Um, yeah. So April of, oh, it's almost eight years, April. Mm. Well, mazel. That's amazing. Gracias. Um, I, uh, you know, on your, on your website, and I don't know if you want to edit this or add to any of this, but you know, the hyphens that you sort of list are comedian, actor, writer, podcaster, coach, and advocate. And I feel like advocate is such an important thing, especially with what we're talking about. Right. But I feel because, you know, we are, we are Jewish people and, and what, however, whatever else, um, we our our existence alone is a protest is advocacy for people oh and, yeah that's but, why i oh sorry no no please no please. i mean uh, when i am in the clubs now and i and i mean i was never like this before but when a comedian says i'm jewish on stage i mean it means more now than it's ever meant before um and Wild. you know i know that people People tend to think, oh, I can't wait for you to see my show. I, I can't wait. wait. I can't wait. Um, I think that people might think, oh, we're overreacting or um, we've been through this mm -hmm. since the beginning of time. Where the fuck else can we go? We came here and we went to Israel. Where, who's going to fucking take us? And it's not, I'm not being, um, I'm not talking out out of um, hyperbole. No, it's this is the 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 truth. We are two tenths of one percent of the population of the entire world. Two Yet we run, we run shows. Right, we run everything. We run you know, everything. Why are there Jews in showbiz? We were cut out of every other fucking thing, so we started show business. Why are there Asian people in certain? uh industries why are there italian people in certain industries why are other immigrants in certain industries because we were all shut out and had to find a way to make a living and and cut shut the fuck up shut your if you have never had to i say this often if you have never had to march or if you have never had to have someone stand in front of the Supreme Court to fight for your equality and your dignity and your basic human rights, then you're entitled and shut the fuck up. This country is, is a melting pot and you kicked out the people who are already here, you fuckheads, and you don't want everyone to know about it. Oh my God, it just makes me so goddamn angry. Of course. And you bring these people over from Africa who against their will, and treat them as three fifths, not even three fifths of a person. No. And they built this country. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking infuriating. Okay, sorry. So no, please. This is this is what we're talking about. I mean, I think you know this is of course a theater podcast, but it's a, t a theater TV film podcast, of course. Right. But it's it's more about the person. It's more. That's more... why art. These stories need to be told. You know, Norman Lear shows would never get on television today. But they were so effective because A, everyone watched TV at the same time, but B, people were invested in those characters. They liked those characters. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with comedians, is that we you like us because we make you laugh and we disarm you, but we also speak the truth. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're so threatened and threatening. Mm -hmm. Tyrants are very aware of 
the the weapon known as humor and comedy and why do you think orange fuckface couldn't attend the white house correspondence center or try to get the doj and the fcc to investigate saturday night live this is all tyrannical they're banning books and plays we've seen this before oh okay i'm gonna this i talk about this in my show but i'm gonna tell you now i love it in 1934 Hitler passed the Treachery Act, which uh, made telling or listening to an anti-Nazi joke an act of treason, punishable by imprisonment or death. This is in my show, but you're gonna, so you're going to hear it again. Um, it. And it was because the cabaret people and the comedians were speaking about what was really happening in, in Nazi Germany. So they engaged the public in, in a in humor and that weakened their propaganda the nazis propaganda so they he passes this treachery act where you're murdered if you tell or listen to an anti-nazi joke okay that was in 1934 one year before that was when hitler started banning books so if you think we're not repeating history you're fucking wrong thank you thank damn you much i mean that's my yeah. What you are doing with your show right now is a big fuck you to Hitler because you are spreading that truth. You're spreading that you're spreading that perspective. And all Hitler wannabes. Oh man. I just I really genuinely thought for a second, like there were no Nazis. Like growing up, I genuinely was like, yeah, oh, there are I know. First of all, when I was growing up, no one knew what other people's political leanings were. Right. We all came outside and had barbecues and everyone engaged with each other. We, it wasn't so divisive and, and, and polarized. It, it, was, it was a different time. And now we have social, I mean, we have a lot of social, social media is to be blamed for a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Um, news was vetted, you know, entertainment news, entertainment <laughs> news. Which is what Fox News is. It's entertainment. It's not a real news station. And these fucking idiots believe that shit. Read a goddamn book before people, it's banned. People, I mean, like people on our side, and I'm saying, you know, our oh, side. Oh, I know. They don't even know that Fox News Lazy. is not a, a, It's yeah. so It's so wild. Like, it's literally not vetted news. It's not accredited news. It's not news. It's, it's not news. It's, not news. it's, it's so entertainment. Wild. What I can't even believe is like with those text messages getting leaked out and stuff like that with when they were like the, the you know, the texts that were, um, right. you know, that were just shown. Not even leaked. Fucker, fucker, cunson. Yeah. I just, I'm like, they don't even believe in it. They don't even believe in it, yet they are on camera. Could you, How could you have no conscious how could you have no uh how could your ego be ignorant i i you got to be so privileged that like you you can't even care like can you imagine not caring like that no i cannot number one and number two the dumbing down of this country is you're see you're reaping the benefits of that now that we have elected officials who are so fucking stupid that we have, um, I mean, we are the greatest country in the world, the most powerful country, and our kids are not safe going to fucking school, but you don't want drag shows uh, where they they learn how to enjoy reading, but you're fine 
with them having drills uh, where they hide under their fuck. Like, it's just, it's a sick, fu- you know, Gold Dummier said that whole thing about, what was that? Um, there'll be peace in the Middle East when they love their children more mm. than they hate us. Mm. And there'll be something here when we love our children uh, and our future more than we love our guns. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And they also hate any kind of learning or other or not white or different. You know, what about your fucking ancestors, you motherfuckers? Okay, just had to get that out. They don't, uh, so, okay, in true multi-hyphenate form, I believe, and I think multi-hyphenating is, is by definition very Jewish, right? I say there's four, oh, there's, there's four questions, right? Two, right. when people are like, it's like Passover, and I write this in the book, and I go, if you're thinking about adding a hyphen to your identity, right? Because people are like, oh, I'm an actor, producer, mother, uh, um, uh, uh, hobby, per- like I'm like no, you're listening, you're listening, you're listing all of these things that like don't that can get confusing. Like four questions, right? And does it bring you joy? Do you get paid for it? Is there a paper trail? And do they cross pollinate? And so, um, those are the four things that I say. Ask yourself when you're uh when you are under understanding if you are a multi hyphenate. So when it comes to your advocacy. Like, how does your advocacy boil into your show off-Broadway? Yes, I can say that. How do you feel like you are contributing to your advocate hyphen? How do you feel like you are communicating to the world around you? How do you feel like you are making a difference to the show? Well, I think the show, you know, and it's always been my MO is that laughter is the most palatable way to get any point across. So I have the gift of that, but I also feel that it is a call to action and the reactions that i have gotten from people after the show i don't read the reviews but i do uh people are like very affected by the show and um they are it scares them and they say i laughed and i cried and i was scared and it's really just the blatant truth this show um but also you know, it is, I think it's a call to action for people to, you know, and that's what activists and advocates do. They get people to, you know, you talked about laurels to say, hey, people, um, we got to do something about this. And I think it it does that. Um, and in a very entertaining and thoughtful way. Yeah. And I did, you know, I asked, um, my girlfriend, my lover, Elisa, to to read the reviews um, and just go, you know, don't tell me anything. But the one thing she did say was that each reviewer, something different affected them in the show. Mm. So it wasn't the same thing for each review. It was like uh, they connected with something else. And that's what multi-hyphenate is, is connecting on different... um, levels and different and different ways and different uh uh means of communication yeah 
it's so true. I cannot wait to, you know, see your show. And I, 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 I had I, comedy is really interesting. Um, because I grew up with Alan Sherman, and Alan Sherman is a huge Mel Brooks and Alan Sherman, and Alan Sherman is a huge um inspiration to me. I mean, I love Alan Sherman. Yeah, I once met. I once for a documentary I was working on. I once met a guy that was in the. Fig leaves are falling, which was right. oh wow. My ringtone for the longest time when my grandma would call me was every time you take vaccine, take it orally. Yeah. <laughs> As you know, the other way yeah. is more painfully. I love it, and um, I'm actually trying to do a an Alan Sherman show. At, um, I'm, I need to write it, but uh, at fifty four below, and right. um, which would be really fun. Really bring back that supper club sort of feel. Show up in right. tux. I, I you love know. that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's tux, sup, supper club, really pan, uh, cater to the audience and really, you know, um, make some new, you know, uh, parodies, stuff like that. But I grew up with right. Mel, Brook, Mel Brooks as, as well. And Mel Brooks, you know, taps into some moments in his movies that, you know, they're blazing saddles, right? Like he really right. pushes the boundaries there. And, um, you know, I have, I have, uh, I feel like this generation um, is very serious. The, right. the, the my uh, not um, yes my generation I think I was born in ninety one so like yeah oh god I know You're I'm such sorry a baby um my generation is not as serious as the next generations and I understand why because there's so much happening in the world that needs right fixing of course but that doesn't mean that we can't be funny that doesn't mean that we can't that's be- exactly it we can't survive as a human race without laughter it is a baby laughs instinctively without knowing anything um it laughter is this book it kept us alive um it it is so important the the prisoners in the holocaust were making jokes it was their only way of feeling human it is it, it is the biggest uh, coping mechanism and the biggest weapon and it is so important for us to evolve and uh as as a human race and we're not going to be a human race if we keep silencing people um especially smart people and and people who are trying to make you think I feel the safest in environments and one of my closest friends and I had a very co- interesting conversation about this where she felt the complete opposite I feel the safest in spaces when no one's safe, when no one is safe when it comes yeah, to humor. It's when, an, it's it's equal. equal. Um, everyone's equal. That's total equality. And, and exactly, and that's when I feel the safest because, like, I I think in those moments we all take off the armor and we become human, and that's why. Right. That's what makes it so scary with Trump in the in the um what you were talking about before about how he didn't show up to the dinner because he can't take the joke he doesn't even get the joke he has no and every tyrant putin there's comedians jailed and executed there's a comedian who was murdered by the taliban two years ago um an afghani comedian other countries jail and murder their comedians um this is not a new concept um look at putin this is you know what was mark twain's quote um under the assault of laughter nothing can stand wow 
I just, you know, we need to we need to relearn how to laugh. Oh my god. We do. And it's not about you. No one's thinking about you when they write their material. Everything's not fucking about you. It's about the what is the comedian trying to say? Not what did you hear? What triggered right. you? What word right. don't you like? Listen to the whole thing. Context, nuance, intent and also if you don't like a comedian then don't listen to them if you get offended then move on with your life right oh no i get it i get it and you know but i mean it's so interesting because it's like i you know uh, if we were to have like a conservative comedian start they're not funny <laughs> exactly There's that's no the funny thing. in them right because it's based because comedy is based out of truth and love and but also it's based on looking at things from so many different perspectives right. it's about thinking it's about there's no dumb comedians it's right. about um looking at something it's a surprise a joke is a surprise it's it's marrying two things together that don't belong together it, you know conservative means smaller it means yes. smaller smaller means views not, yeah right i'm not gonna open my mind and look at this from this many different perspectives i can't even hear the joke i can't even understand it i have i don't even i have no self um what's it called awareness no self-awareness yeah. you have to be aware and you have to be aware of other people mm -hmm. and society as a mm -hmm. whole and all those elements, not just you and your fucking wants and needs that, you know, there used to be public servants. Now these people are just out for themselves. Yes, of course. And they're fucking you, money. And that's, you know, it, it, it all kind of ties into multi-hyphenating, honestly, yeah. because the first chapter of my book is it's not about you. Right. Um, it's because multi-hyphenating. Oh, then you're going to love my show. I can't wait. Um, but it's true. It's not about you. It, it's right. multi-hyphenating is about world building. It is right. about, and that's, and, and that's why this podcast, I try to make it as funny as possible too, because like, you have to, everything is so fucking serious, especially after this pandemic. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. every, everything, everything blew up in our faces and how else can we heal? We have to got. We have right. to laugh at it. We gotta laugh it's at it. The best way to heal and with each other. Anyway, Judy Gold, yes. you are the literal best. Oh, thank, thank you. you. I can't wait to see you. When are you I know. coming? Do you know? I, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna email about tickets. Um. Uh. Shortly, but you look at my I, face. Oh, oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. All right. But all right. Good. I, I promise. I don't want to miss you. All I right. love you. Okay. Um. Good. But where? So we're gonna see the show at 5090s, 59, and it's running till. April 16th, April 16th, the day after income tax. And um, so you make sure oh, you get thanks for that. You're welcome. There was a tax attorney. Thank we got to got Yeah, reminded you. Yeah. And uh, so make sure you get to 5090s 59 and sit and see Judy Gold starring in Yes, I Can Say That also by her book. Um, and where else can we find you? Social media? What about your podcast? Social media, I'm at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, because I'm Jewish. <laughs> um, JudyGold.com is spelled the normal way, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D.com. Um, so, yeah, you could just follow me. My podcast is called Kill Me Now. Uh, it's wherever you get podcasts. I've had some amazing guests. It's eight years old, and um, I don't know. That's it. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you to Broadway thank Podcast you. Network. And thank you for listening. Subscribe, comment, do all that good stuff. Follow on social media. 
at the Michael Kushner or at Dear Multi Hyphenate. And uh, let me know what you thought about. And I'll probably do that outro later. Anyway, bye. All right. All right. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.